The Education Channel supports individual educational goals and encourages creativity for all. Visit uctv.tv slash education. Thank you for tuning in to the UC San Diego Mi Camino Student Series. We'll be taking a look at the diverse journeys of Latinx and Chicanx students as they tell us how they made their way to and through college. Today, we're talking with Jaylene Hernandez. Jaylene is a graduating fifth-year student who studies aerospace engineering. She found sisterhood in her participation in Sigma Pi Alpha and community in the social and political org Mecha, which is a Latinx and Chicanx student org. Thank you for being here with us today, Jaylene. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Uh, so could you start us off with telling us a little bit about yourself? Um, like, where did you grow up and where's your family from? Yeah, so hi, my name's Jaylene, as you mentioned. I'm fifth year. I'm graduating this June, studying aerospace engineering. I'm originally from Los Angeles, specifically South Central, um, LA, which is a small neighborhood south of downtown. Where is your family from? Oh, my family's originally from Mexico. My mom's from Jalisco, specifically. Nice. Um, so growing up, what was your family's view on college? Like, were you expected to go to college? Um, not really. So my mom's education ended around elementary or early middle school. So she didn't really know um, or understand the concept of college. And neither did I up until um, my junior year of high school. Uh, so I, I don't think the expectation was really there. But I knew that I really enjoyed school and and that it would it was an opportunity that I would like to have. Okay, so it sounds like mom didn't really help out with the college application process and she herself didn't navigate it. Um, but do you remember any advice that your mom gave you about um, school slash college going? Yeah, so even though my mom wasn't able to help me, you know, in my homework during high school or like navigating the college applications, um, she understood that higher education was a really big part of my success in the future. So she would always tell me in Spanish, like, échale muchas ganas, um, which means just, you know, um, work really hard and in, in, in anything that you do and, and you know, understand that this is, like, a great opportunity for you and just, just keep continuing even though, like, it may be difficult. Yeah. So how did you navigate college applications? Yeah, so that was a little bit tricky. Um, I came from, like, an under-resourced high school, so we didn't have that many... Um, resources in the school in general and um, yeah college was is wasn't really the goal for for many students so I uh, seek um, I sought for a mentorship within my teachers and my high school counselor um, specifically my physics mentor was um, one of the one of the uh, people who were really pushing me for pushing me to join or to apply for college Nice. So then how did you decide that you wanted to come to UCSD? The the way that um, our teachers kind of navigated pushing us towards college was uh, ranking the, stu- the the colleges in terms of, I guess, highest prestige or, or, most, or highest ranking within California. And I really thought that, or I really looked at UCSD because um, it has a great engineering program. I knew that I wanted to do engineering, I think, around my junior year of, of high school and so I was just like on uh, researching like um, highest engineering programs in California and UCSD was one of the top ones also um, I really enjoy the beach so I thought that the location of UCSD was going was you know was going to be like really fun I was going to enjoy my time there 
Yeah, UCSD does really have nice beaches nearby. Um, so you're, you're from LA. Um, so SD is like about two hours away. And I know that you're a single um, child and you live with a single parent. So how did mom feel about you going away to UCSD, even though it's just like two hours away? Yeah, initially it was it was really difficult. I'm not gonna lie. I think um, I'm very I'm a very family oriented person, and um, like you said, it's just me and my mom. So I love her so much, and and I depended on her, you know, throughout my entire life. So um, moving away, you know, doing my own laundry, cooking for myself every day, it was it was a learning curve, obviously, but I think it also affected my mom um, a lot. I think she fell into kind of like a depressive state a little bit. Um, I think there's this this term called like empty nest syndrome, and it's when the um, the parent feels a little bit sad that they're pushing their or that their their kids are going off to college and um, they stay by themselves. So um, yeah, she she felt a little sad after I left, but I think now we're we're kind of you know it's just what it is. I move back every summer and. It's pretty normal now. Yeah, it takes a little getting used to, huh? Um, but so now I want to know about how you felt like when you first came to UCSD. Tell us a little bit about your first year. Like, did you experience any challenges? And if you did, how did you overcome those challenges? Yeah, so um, I went to John C. Fremont High School, which, like I mentioned, is um, under-resourced. It, it's a primarily uh, black and brown student body. Um, and yeah, we, we weren't really prepared Um we weren't prepared enough, I, in my opinion, in high school to be ready to go off into college and, and, you know, just dominate our class. The mentality that I had coming into UCSD, um, I guess, was not mature enough. I assumed that the first week of of um, of the quarter would be, you know, like syllabus week and I wouldn't have to, uh, you know, do so much. But um, the quarter system itself really... Um, really took me aback. I didn't really expect it to be so fast-paced. I wasn't obviously prepared for the quarter system since in high school it's, it's all semesters. So that really took a toll on me and, I, and quickly I had to try to find some resources on campus to help me you know, catch up or understand the topics that um, I didn't understand in lectures. So some of the resources that I used my first year was um, the OASIS Learning Centers. Um, I would join for my calculus classes and, and physics courses that I needed for my for my major. And those really helped because I was also able to, you know, engage with my peers and, and make new friends along the way while also learning. Um, but it was also really difficult because I, um, I entered as a freshman in 2016 and my first quarter was um, fall of 2016, which was around the time of the 2016 presidential election and um the 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 elections really took a really big toll on me um because i was very um scared honestly for my friends my family you know the peers around me undocumented students everywhere um it it was a really stressful situation and i and i think that that also hurt my grades so i also had to rely on you know, a lot of the TAs talking to them on a personal level and making sure that they understand my situation and, and why I might be not doing so well in classes. November 2016 was a super stressful time. I can only imagine what it was like. 
being out here, like, a new chapter in your life, and then it just feeling like a whole total different shift, like, in the country as a whole as well. Um, did you start any research pro- projects during UCSD? Um, or, I guess, in- involved in any programs that were related to your major? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so for for a short period during my third year, I participated in a, in a student org called RPL, which stands for the Rocket Propulsion Laboratory. And um, it's a completely student-ran group. It's, it's really cool because we get to build a rocket um, or participate in a project that ultimately leads to building a rocket. Um, I think it was like a four to six year long project. So what's really cool is that you get to um, help the group and maybe you might graduate and not see the rocket land, but you know that your work was, was a port uh, or a portion of your work was part to make that rocket, you know, launch. So that's really interesting. Um, I was able to do, um, some solid works there and, you know, um, engage with other students that are my age and learn along the way, which was, um, an experience that I never had. Um, I do have technical experience in my major, so I, have interned at Northrop Grumman for about six summers now. I started in um, junior year of high school and I have interned every summer since. And um, yeah, in, in that experience, I engaged with a lot of older engineers, um, you know, professionals who have graduated long since then, <laughs> long, long since me. And, then, and um, I was, it was more like a mentor mentee um, relationship. It was really interesting and I, I learned so much, but also the, the student org that I participated at UCSD provided me a different perspective. Um, we all kind of didn't know what we were doing and we relied on each other a lot to make sure that our final project or our weekly project, whatever, whatever deadline we had approaching, um, you know, what it, it would get accomplished, which, um, I guess looking back at the technical experience that I have at Northrop Grumman, um, which is an is an aerospace um, company, it does follow a lot of the same structure. We have a lot of like technical review meetings, a lot of doc- documentation to follow, which is um, pretty similar to you know real industry experience. Nice. So I'm assuming you were able to find that contrast. Like I know at Northrop Grumman, you. Um, you said you're, it's more of a mentor mentee type of work where you're maybe paired with someone who's older. And then over here at RPL, at UCSD, you're able to kind of come up with things on your own and get more of a leadership experience, given that all of you are students, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was That's, definitely a yeah. unique experience. That's really cool. Um, how did you learn about these um, two opportunities? I was part of a STEM-focused org on campus at my high school. And um, yeah, one of the leading teachers provided that opportunity to us and mentioned that it would be a great opportunity. I honestly did not really know what Northrop Grumman or what Northrop Grumman did or, or who they were as a company, but I took the opportunity to my physics mentor or my physics teacher, who was my mentor, and he was immediately super excited about this opportunity and told me, you're going to apply. This is a great opportunity for you. You want to do aerospace, right? This is perfect. At that time, I didn't really know what that meant, but I'm so glad that I took his advice and and did that because that internship really solidified my love for space and aerospace in general. 
And um, yeah, it, it led to a bunch of opportunities later on in my life. How did you find community as a whole at UCSD? Um, yeah, so I participated in um, two main orgs. I would say uh, my sorority, Sigma Pi Alpha, which is a Chicana slash Latina sorority here on campus, and Mecha, which is a political and social org um, also on campus, uh, catered to um, highlight the needs and of, of specifically Latinx students, but are open to anybody who would like to join. Could you tell us a little bit more about your sorority? Like, um, I know that there's like specific pillars and specific goals that the sorority holds. Um, would you care telling us a little bit about it? Yeah, so um, in our sorority, Sigma Pi Alpha, we, ha- we have pillars. One of them is philanthropy. So our uh, philanthropy is breast cancer awareness. And we, you know, um, we host a lot of fundraisers um, before when... <laughs> school was um, in person, we would go on library walk and, and hold fundraisers there to raise funds for the uh, American Cancer Society. Also do the pre- the breast cancer walk um, every year, the Relay, Relay for Life, and other things like that, which I found very, to hold a great value in my life. Um, philanthropy is something that I'm very passionate about, just helping others and, and making sure that I feel useful as a human and, and able to, you know, help others. So that was a really great part of my experience at UCSD. And since what I don't have any siblings, um, I thought what better way to gain a sister than to join a sorority. And um, specifically a uh, Chicana slash Latina sorority, which is something that um, I'm really passionate about. So I'm very proud of my culture. I love I'm very proud of being Latina. My mom's Mexican and I, and I I just I just love it. I speak Spanish all the time. I listen to Spanish music like banda and corridos and everything. So I wanted to join a community that would understand me at, at a deeper level other than just being a student at UCSD. And luckily I was able to find a lot of sisters that, you know, share a lot of the same interests as me, are in neighboring cities like Natalie. And um, it's just been a great experience. I feel the same way. I'm also part of Sigma Pi Alpha, and I feel like I found so much community there. Um, just how Jaylene said, like, sisterhood is, I feel like it is another uh, level deeper than just friendship because I feel like I can count on my sisters for anything. And maybe I can have, like, bigger with Jaylene a little bit, but I know, like, five minutes later, like, she'll be there for me to help me with whatever I need. Um, so it is tr- truly, like, a sister thing. Um, arguing with your sibling or something. Um, but yeah, thank you for sharing. And yeah, the sorority, just having other strong, independent Latina women at a big university like UCSD um, with you just makes a really big difference and makes really makes you feel like you belong. Um, so thank you for sharing. And I I also wanted you to talk a little bit more about Mecha. Um, I know you're super invested in, in social work and Mecha is one of the ways that you project that interest. I have been involved in that one, specifically joining a couple leadership positions, such as being like academic uh, chair um, for and during my third year and then um, being social chair, which is, I think to me is the best of both worlds. I was able to, you know, engage students, finding scholarship opportunities for them, making sure that I hosted um, a community space on campus that we were all able to study in. 
um, I did it at the, I would host events at the Raza Resource Center on campus and, um, you know, buy conchas and, and pan, or pan dulce and coffee and, you know, give some supplies and blue books, which are the books that we use to write our essays in for midterms. And, you know, just have a space, a space where we can, what we can call our own and make ourselves feel comfortable, you know, engage in a little bit of talk, but also be, um, you know, scholars. And then I was also the social chair, which is the complete opposite, you know, engaging students to make sure they have friends on campus, that they feel like they have a community and um, and make sure that it's fun. You know, I I like studying. I like learning, but I also really want to enjoy my time here and and make memorable experience or hold memorable experiences with people that I would hope to be my friends, you know, even after college. So as social chair, I hosted a couple of events on campus. Um, uh, I received funding from the school and, you know, got like uh, Latinx food, like tacos or, you know, just having some stuff, uh, buying a piñata and, and breaking it in, in the middle of campus. Like who would have thought that that would be something that you would want to participate in? But it it's so, it's um, it's an experience that I will take throughout my life forever, you know, being able to say that, you know, I, I created a space that other people felt comfortable in. And, and I think that that is really nice. Apart from that, I mean, apart from holding leadership positions with them, um, just participating and being socially aware of all the injustices that happen on campus, in the world, in our city and worldwide and educating, um, the student body about that. So hosting our GBMs, which are our general body meetings and making sure that we talk about issues that matter. So during the elections, we talk about the props and try to explain it as best as we can, try to find the resources for others to educate themselves and vote or participate in rallies for um, marching for graduate students to receive better wages, um, things like that. So there's a lot of things that I learned through Medchab and a lot of things that I feel like I can pass on through that work as well. Um, so if you could give any advice to younger Jaylene, Jaylene before UCSD, what would it be? I would tell myself to believe in myself, to never doubt that I can't be an engineer. In my classes, there are not that many people who are women, who are Latinas at that. <laughs> so it's really difficult to feel like I belong sometimes. Um, but I wish I would have known before I came that, or I wish I would have made myself believe that I knew that I belonged, that if I wanted to be there, I could make it work and I can learn. Um, that was like one of the biggest things that I think was something that I still even deal with right now. I'm a fifth year. I've been here for five years and I still sometimes doubt myself in my senior classes if I can do this or not. But I'm only two classes away from having an aerospace engineering degree. And it's silly. It's silly. I've done this work. I know I can do it. I'm great at it. But it's still really hard because there's not enough representation, I think. So that's something that I would have told myself when I was younger. Understanding the idea of imposter syndrome, which is... I guess the belief that you're not enough or that what you're doing is not correct. Um, basically believing that you're an imposter, that you don't, that in the space that you're in is not where you're supposed to be and that you don't belong and you can't do it. 
that's something that I didn't know until my second year. And after I learned that term, it's when it clicked. I was like, oh my God. So that's what I've been feeling for these past two years. Like, I wish I would have known this sooner so I can unpack it on my own and understand why I feel these things and get on with it. Yeah, um, I think that's really good advice for first-gen Latinx students to hear. Um, I just hope that everyone realizes that we we belong, even though there's, there isn't much representation. We will be that representation in the future for the future generations to come. And yeah, I'm, I'm really proud of all the work that you've been doing and that all the Latinx, Chicanx students have been doing um, in higher education. So uh, is there any advice that you would want to give to parents? about um, how they should handle their relationship with their children as they're navigating um, higher education? I think if I'm speaking like in my, from, my, from my own experience, like my mom wasn't really, um, she didn't really know about the college system or anything. So I feel like it was a little difficult for my part to be able, you know, a 17 year old trying to navigate FAFSA and making sure that I input everything accurately because I have no idea what this is. Um, it's really difficult. And at times I was a little frustrated because I knew that there were people whose parents would do everything for them because they had experience with higher education. So it's a little bit frustrating, but I think my mom always provided me with unconditional emotional support. And I knew that, that that was the most she can give me. And it was unconditional and that was enough for me. So I would say for parents, if you feel like you're not helping enough, you know, just provide what you can and, you know, just always motivate your your child to pursue anything that they want. If they want to join, if they want um, to come to UCSD, you know, push them and encourage them. If they want to join higher education or and, and, and anything. Um, just providing that unconditional support because as a first-gen first student, sometimes we think, are we reaching too high? Is this too much? Um, but just providing that support from your or receiving that support from your parents is, is sometimes all we need, you know, to to take a shot. Thank you for sharing that. So I'm I'm going to start wrapping this up. I just want to know what are your plans for the future? What is Jaden going to do after graduation? Um, yeah, so I received a full time uh, full time offer from Northrop Grumman to work as um, as an engineer after after college. So um, after graduation, I will take a little vacation and then join in the fall as a full-time engineer, which is super cool. Um, I never thought that the time would come, but I'm really excited. I'm really excited too. Um, but yeah, thank you so much, Jaylene, for, for giving us your time. It was very inspiring hearing your story and I just I wish you the best and congrats on, on graduating. Thank you so much, Natalie.